What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode, a special episode of the You're on the List podcast, because guess what, guys? We have we have the other guy that's on the podcast, on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Skyping in from the beautiful state of Ohio, we have Mr. Brett Ernst. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? Good to be home. <laughs> Is there a delay? Can you hear me, dude? Are we good? Are you, are you there? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. All right, good. Well, buddy, uh, so it's – dude, it's been a while. Uh, I know I've been seeing you in Vegas here and there with the, the Gentleman Show, um, but uh, you're in Ohio now. What's going on? You have a, like, a, you have a, a nice scruff right now. You look like a, you're an outdoorsman. Tell me about Ohio. How's it going? Uh, it's going good, dude. It's going good, man. Yeah. Uh, I've just been, you know, I've been tra- traveling in and out of Vegas doing our thing. Um, the D Gentleman Show will be up and running again in, but right before March Madness. Nice. Uh, you know, we did we did ten weeks in a row, and you were at six of those ten, I believe. There we go, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, it was fun, man. It's crazy to see. It's like, uh, yeah, because for so many years I see you in LA, and then uh, and then after you moved, it was like now I just would see you in Vegas a lot. <laughs> Like it's uh, it was pretty trippy, dude. Well, buddy, the 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 shows are the shows have been great. I've been enjoying uh, the the gentleman show. And uh, for those of our listeners that haven't checked it out, if you're into you know sports gambling and you know men's lifestyle stuff like that, you got to subscribe to the YouTube page, right? We got to make sure we get some subscriptions up on there. Uh, but yeah, man. And then you guys got Paul Verzi up there last couple shows, which is great. He's really funny. Oh, yeah. No, he's the best, bro. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, Well, dude, uh, obviously, uh, we lost a uh, big one. Uh, And I know I I can imagine it's been kind of tough for you um, to lose Brody and be so far away. Um, And, uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, on when you found out and uh, sort of how you had to process it being, uh, being, being home. Um, you know, man, it was, uh, uh, it isn't the word I've known him a long time. Uh, you know, he was such a uh, staple at the store and just a staple in in the comedy scene. He's one of those guys that was, uh, a favorite. I mean, his, his friends go from the most famous comedians in the world to the open micers. I mean, he was just. He was just a staple, and especially in the Hollywood comedy scene. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but for him to take to take his life the way he did is just you know it, it's funny because I think somebody wrote he was your favorite comedian's favorite comedian. Yeah. And, and it was so true. I mean, uh, look, his half hour is phenomenal, but nothing does it justice than really watching him live. Yeah. And just to take a room and just to interact with the people it was just it was. The, one of the greatest things to see. It's what made the store the store. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, everybody I know has just been uh, doing Brody stuff. You, everybody imitated him. Yeah. What's really funny, I, I was at the comedy store the other night, and like as, you, as I'm walking down Sunset towards the comedy store, all you're hearing is, you got it. Yes. Like in the distance, you know what I mean? Like just the whole place was buzzing with impressions, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was beyond a fixture at the store. He was, uh, he really, you know, between him and Don Barris, I mean, that was, they own the, the, the late night, uh, you know, spots, you know, and, uh, he was just, uh, you know, obviously it's a massive, massive, uh, loss. I, I don't think, you know, I don't think, uh, there, there's few people I think, buddy, that, uh, would have this much of an impact when you lose them. You know what I mean? There's uh he was just a, a massive loss that yes. people felt, you know what I mean? That people really felt upset, you know, people just, you know, uh, it, it, it's a, uh, it's a tough one. I would say uh, to anybody that doesn't know, take, take how you felt about Robin Williams and which was devastating as well, but times it by 10, as far as the comics that know and, and knew him and loved him and, you know, the comedy scene in general. Yeah. I mean, everybody's affected by it. I, I, I can't, I can't express it enough. I mean, it's, 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 it's not even an exaggeration when I tell you 
everybody is affected by it. Yeah, he was. He uh, was so loved. He was, you could tell him. A, you could tell him a million times, and he wouldn't believe you. Yeah, he, he was. He was so loved, and he was loving. He was loving the people. He was. You know. He was. Uh, you know, he would always, he would greet you with whatever your latest credit is. He'd be like, Brad Ernst, Cobra Kai. You know, <laughs> like, he was, he was just, he was just so supportive. Danny LaRusso's got a car dealership. This is his cousin, Brad Ernst, Cobra Kai. You got it. You know, he was just such a, an amazing, supportive person. What was also funny is that if, he would ask you where you went to high school and there was a 90% chance he knew your mascot. <laughs> it's true. And then he would start naming like things that are from where you're from. Yeah. He would be able to name high school pitchers that never went to the majors. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he was, he was very well versed. If you in, watch his half hour. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, Comedy go. Central. Uh, put his half hour on YouTube in honor of him. And when he comes out, he's in Boston. You got it. And he starts naming stuff. Gonna go to Salem. Gonna see witches. Springfield, that's your capital. But it's not shtick. It's, it's just who he was. He did that even off off the stage. Yeah. When people that knew him, and it, when you watch his comedy, because I'm reading the comments, and some people just, they don't get it. Yeah. But uh, what if you know him and you saw him and you got his comedy, it's 10 times better every yeah. time you watch it. Yeah, and that's funny, you know, because I was, uh, I've been doing a couple of gigs the last couple of days. Um, and uh, I work with a lot of younger people. And, uh, you know, and like anyone, and you, anytime you lose someone like Brody, you just want to talk about it. And uh, it's funny, like, I can't explain to people who don't know who Brody Stevens is, um, what like, it's almost like you can't, you, you have to know him to really appreciate him. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's very hard to just, uh, to articulate how much of a personality he was and, and, uh, how much of a great, you know, spiritual energy, uh, Brody Stevens was, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, if you don't know him, it's tough to talk about. Well, when I first saw him, um, I think it was either the in 99 or 2000. I'm pretty sure it was 99. And when I had first moved out to L.A., there was a guy that I did comedy with back in Florida. His name was David Stebbins, who was a brilliant comedian. He uh, he still is. He's just he got out of Hollywood. He's he's. But when I tell you when he came when David came out to L.A., he had, he came out. They found him at the Chicago Comedy Festival. And uh, he had a development deal. He had, you know, he had a lot of heat around him. And he was a good friend of mine that I started comedy with in Florida. Coming full circle, uh, Dave was a very, very, uh, at that time, kind of a comedy snob, so to speak. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he would look at other comics and just be like, this guy's a hack. This guy's this. This guy's that. And, uh, you know, he was a tough critic. Not that it mattered, but it's just to, to enhance the story. So long story boring, we're at a, a book show and it's the first time I saw Brody. I think he had just gotten in from Seattle because he had a, a cable access show in Seattle. And it was the first time I saw him. And when I tell you, me and Dave, we're, we're fucking dying. Yeah. And Dave's like, this is the most original comedian I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Because we had never seen him before. Yeah. And we were in this room and he was just being Brody. And uh, I meant the, the shit that came out of his mouth. And, and what's funny is that he would name the depressants he was on and he was serious. It was everything he said was serious, but joking. Like, yeah, I'm on Lexapro. I'm, I'm on, on Celexa. I'm on, I took two Klonopin. <laughs> It's just, it's just listing his pharmaceutical requirements. <laughs> what did he say? One of my favorite jokes. I live in the ten dollar copay world. You got it. I know things, but it's this, it's this, uh, it's this bragging. Yeah. About nothing that really made it hilarious, but it, it, but you know these were real things in in his uh, in his life, man. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't do it. It just doesn't. 
the, the sad part is, and, and, you know, what I'm coming to terms with is when I get out to L.A. on the 13th, you know, you would just see him at the store. We would have conversations. Um, we used to hang out more like in, I'd say, 2005, 2006. A bunch of the comics would get together. It would be like me, Sebastian, Steve Byrne, Burt Kreischer, uh, Brody, uh, Ren Azizi, uh, Mike Young, and we would, there was a bunch, Dave Taylor, uh, and we would play home run derby. We would go down to the baseball field by the Grove and we would just play baseball. And, um, you know, Brody was throwing heat. Oh yeah. He would throw a, a fast pitch every now and then. Yeah. Um, and then, and then we did a short film. Uh, me and Sam Tripoli did a short film where Brody played an alien. And I, I <laughs> And I remember just when we were on set, man, just, I mean, everybody. Yeah. Everybody was laughing. Yeah. Legitimate belly laughs. Oh, yeah. It sucks because only people that know him know him just know what an impact this is. Yeah. It's massive. It's massive. Um, Well, you know, it's what's really trippy and and, uh, uh, with Brody is uh, because he was always at the store. I mean, I saw him on Wednesday of last week and talking to him and uh you couldn't detect anything you know it was just him being him it was just regular brody um but the one thing that i you know because i was at all things comedy yesterday for you know they got some comics together for his last podcast and a lot of things that people were saying you know off the off you know off air was just like it was just trippy that we've all would you know we've seen him so recently and it it just it just seemed like he was regular Brody, you know what I mean? No one saw it coming, um, and uh, and I think that's that's it must, been, it must have been so hard for him. Yeah. Oh no. I I mean, we you can't imagine. And that's another thing too. It's like you know, and and I've I've done a lot of not paying attention to what a lot of people are saying. Some of our old friends, Brett that we're not really in with anymore that are not in LA anymore. We said some, you know, some, some bad things about, you know, you know, suicide and this and that. And it's like, dude, you don't know unless you, unless it's, unless you're going through that depression, you don't know what the fuck is going on, man. And, uh, I, I don't, well, I, the funny thing is, is I'm more open about it now, but you know, I was me and I was diagnosed with uh, clinical depression as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it, it, it is a pretty serious thing. Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I've, I've joked about it in my specials, which I kind of regret a little, but not even before Brody. You yeah. know, uh, suicide has impacted my family. Um, it's just, and me and him would talk, talk about that. You know, that's the other thing we would we would talk about depression, and uh, you know, he seemed to be positive with it, but the kid had a lot going on. Yeah, and uh, you know, and it, it was easy to get. And he was so sensitive. Sometimes he would take things personally. I mean, there's a there's a video with with him and Tony Henchcliffe arguing. That's oh a, yeah, I, re- I remember Tony that. His, yeah, because Brody would periscope everything. Yeah, and uh, you know, he was very he 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 was very sensitive about stuff. Yeah, and but it you know you. You didn't know if he was joking half the time. Right. You know, I mean, I, I can't, like, you can't explain it. He would freak out in the room on stage and then leave. But it was like an Andy Kaufman-esque right. joke. And, and sometimes, you know, but then sometimes it carried over. You know, it carried, you know, there was, dude, I was on a show with him. This is years ago. This is probably like, like five, like six or seven. This is a long time ago. I, I would say roughly when I first kind of moved to LA, I would say maybe like, this is a long time, probably like 2009 or something. Um, and we, I was on a show with him at the Brea Improv and he was on stage and he got visible. He was like, he, he was agitated and he got off stage and uh, he carried it outside, like we were outside the club, and then it took forever to take the ride back to L.A. because he wanted to talk. He was, like, very mad at his sister. I, I forget what it was. It was just, like, this family drama, whatever, and he was so ramped up that it took a while to to get him to calm down. And then I would see him get amped up on stage, get off stage, and he was fine. You know what I mean? So 
some, sometimes you just knew that there were maybe there were some real triggers that were happening to him on stage and then some that were just like it was just him doing an act or, or whatever. But it, it was very it was a fine line, if that makes any sense. But the, <clears throat> but the thing was, is that you ended up laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, listen, man, I, he, I think he went off his meds. And then came back on, got back on, which is not a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, and he, then it, uh, it uh, was, yeah, it's the, and, and, and obviously, you know, and, and that's the, another thing with him, he kind of was fast and loose with sort of like dictating what medicines he would take him and when, and if he would get off his stuff, he would, he wasn't happy. He was putting weight on or whatever. Then he would go back on Lexapro. And, and, uh, that's like famously a drug that in the beginning, the first like three or four, we basically the first month you're on it. Uh, it's a very tough transition for someone to make, uh, uh because it heightens your, it heightens depression. Uh, in some people, it could get the uh, suicidal thoughts going and stuff like that. It's literally one of the first side effects they tell you about Lexapro. Um, is that when you introduce it or reintroduce it into your system, it, it, uh, it, um, you know, it could sort of, you know, it, it can kind of bring on those thoughts, you know? So it's just tough, man. And, you know, one thing I wanted to say about Brody, I did, uh, I was working with him on, um, <clears throat> when the show Undateable Live was on NBC and Brody, in for those of you that, for those of you that don't know, like Undateable Live was like this. It was like a sitcom on NBC, and it was live. Like they, we did an East Coast uh, uh, version and a West Coast version, and um, they had Brody was in charge of the Periscope, so he was on this this comedy show that Delia was on, Brent Morin, Glassman, Ron Funches. He was so number one. He was so proud of all of those guys to be on their show. Like he was so, he loved that they were doing this. He was so proud of them, number one. And number two, he was so honored to be included by being the Prince of Periscope. And I don't know if it was Bill Lawrence or Dalia or whoever made that happen, but I was just running their Instagram account. Brody was doing Periscope as the show was being shot live. And it was one of the coolest things, man, because he felt so happy to be a part of it, you know, on the lot. Uh, but he was also so proud of of those guys, you know, and uh, he was just a really sensitive, beautiful soul. And it's hard to, you know, it's uh, hard to say goodbye to that one. This is definitely a tough one. Uh, yeah, man. It's again, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, S- Simone, Steve Simone called me and, you know, crying, broke the news. And yeah. then I just uh, I just sat in my room, man, for like a half hour. It's just, it's, it's not, uh, so buddy, let's talk, know, let's, man. let's talk about some of your favorite, uh, bro, like Brody's jokes, you know, cause a lot of people, it's funny, you know, uh, going back and like looking at stuff now and just looking online at some stuff. What do you, what, what, <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it, right, let's make a list. I was going to say top 10 Brody jokes. But but what I like, I, well well, let's talk about his jokes first. But what I what I would what I would like to do, buddy, would do would would list off the top ten Brodyisms, if that's okay. <laughs> okay, and and we'll, we can. I we'll, mean, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We can, I we, could throw his jokes in there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because Brody would have, you know. He was, uh, you know, obviously he, he, he would have his, his act or his, you know, his jokes, but so much of what he would be doing on stage is interacting with the audience and being himself. Um, and he was, he was a really, you know, special, he was very special in that regard. And I, I want to say this, dude, uh, I would direct anyone to, uh, one of my favorite videos. And like, it was right after, right after Brody, uh, right after I found out, um, that he had passed away. I went to Instagram, to his Instagram. There is a great video, and I suggest everyone just check it. I'm going to play it right now. Uh, there's a great video, <clears throat> excuse me, of Brody. He's walking down the street. He's just talking to the camera. He's talking. To, he's, he's doing Periscope. He's talking about things that he needs to do to uh, improve his mood because he's back on meds. And he's like, I got to walk more. I'm just going to be outside. And as he's talking to the camera, Mark Curry of uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper fame 
drives by Brody and starts honking at Brody and yelling, Brody, Brody. And he's just giving him love. <clears throat> and then Brody turns the camera around. He's like, enjoy it. Mark Curry hanging with Mr. Cooper, you know, and he, and, and he gets so much love getting the love from Mark Curry. But what's really cool about, and this is what Brody would do. He, he shares this moment with Mark Curry. Mark Curry's like honking the horn. He drives off and, uh, and Brody to the camera just talks about how like, you know, he made the choice to go outside at that moment to see Mark Curry on MLK Day. You know, it was a very, very special moment. So if you'll <laughs> if you'll allow me and I suggest you guys go to Brody uh, is me friend on Instagram and check it out. But uh, this is uh, Brody Stevens talking about his walk and then encountering Mark Curry. Let's check it out. Walking more. I don't know. I'll try. There he is, Mark Curry. Enjoy it. Push and believe. It's Brody, baby. We love you, Brody, man. Mark Curry, great guy. Love you, man. I love you too, buddy. Brody for president. There you go, Mark Curry. You hear that? That's how the moments happen. That's how the moments happen. Just when you think. You're down, Mark Curry, on MLK Day. Hanging with Mr. Cooper right there. <laughs> Came up to Brody. Because I decided to go out at this time. It just happened. Unbelievable, dude. He's just he's just such a beautiful soul. Uh, but <laughs> that video. <laughs> I was going to say this, too. Yeah. Uh, if you go on, um, Tony Hinchcliffe wrote a beautiful. Oh, yeah. Because they were like best friends. And uh, some of the best uh, Kill Tony episodes are with Brody. Oh, and yeah. I know, uh, I know, I mean, I haven't seen anything, but I- I'm pretty sure his best friend was Zach Galifianakis, was, is devastated right now. So I know they were very close. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I- I've only met Zach like once or twice. I don't really know him. But I-, I know that they were very dear friends. So my thoughts go out to him as well. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to give you a Brody joke. Well, I'll start with my 10, 10 Brody jokes. Okay. And then you could do Brody as this, okay? Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, by the way, do you remember the Jerky Boys? Do you remember the oh, jerky of course. Boys? Uh, the Jerky Boys, of course. The, 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 the tapes. Okay. Do you remember Do you remember when the, the first time you listened to them, it was funny? But like the hundredth time you listened to them, you're, it, was, it, was even, it got funnier and funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have watched <laughs> – I have watched Brody's special since Comedy Central put it out. Yeah. I, I'm not exaggerating. I'd say at least five times. What did you say? And, at least uh, five times? Is that what I you said? I said to all my friends. Yeah. They, say what? You say you, you, you watched it five times, you're saying? Yeah, five times. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and some of his classic jokes are in there, but what's funny is he goes out there and he's like, I was on Premium Blend 13 years ago. Now I'm in Boston. And every time he did a joke, he was telling people he was going to retire. So, all right, I'm going to list my, my favorite Brody jokes. Okay, let's uh, do it. I don't know what order, but this one, I'll start with this. And I have to do it as Brody. Yeah. I'm intelligent, right? Yeah. Right, let me do it again. I'm intelligent. I wash my face with smart water. <laughs> Dude, I love that joke. So stupid. Yeah. Right. He washes his, he's intelligent and he washes his face with, with smart, smart water. water. <laughs> yes. You yes. Got it. Stay with me, people. What else? What else? What you know other, what's great? What, too, yeah, is when people didn't get him and they're standing there. He starts going, arms crossed, negative, negative. energy. Yeah. Then he points at the audience, negative energy, <laughs> negative energy. I'm positive. <laughs> I feel energy. I'm. My family's from the Southwest, New Mexico, pioneering Jews. <laughs> <laughs> what other? What other uh, Brody right. jokes did you like? What is this? Somebody stole my fitted yarmulke. <laughs> I, I bought it at Lids. He bought a yarmulke in Lids in the Philadelphia airport. I, I like it. <laughs> 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 it's 
I'm an athlete. I'm wearing a jock strap right now. It's a youth triple X. <laughs> Uh, the other one I love is uh, this one's great, man. I'm I'm thirsty. Does anybody have any freshly squeezed Sunny Delight? <laughs> oh, Brads. Uh, I would say that and I, I'm not exaggerating. When Brody was in the room, I think I've watched him more. I would say the three the, the comics I've watched the most at the at the comedy store. Is is Brody, and then a close second is Holtzman. Oh yeah, if not the same amount of time, because every time they went up, you didn't know what they were going to say. That's what was the that that's what was fun, you know. With Brody, I mean, it's uh, you just never knew what you were going to get. <laughs> but what's great is like. The way he delivers it, like someone's, I had a fitted yarmulke. Someone stole my fitted yarmulke. You don't do that. I bought it at Lids, Philadelphia Airport. <laughs> right. Um, what was the one you said? Oh, I'm wearing a triple X youth jock strap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an athlete. I'm wearing a jock strap right now. You would say like, uh, right, yeah. There's another one I love. What? <laughs> I'm good looking. I model in Pakistan. <laughs> yeah. They say he's like a Serbian model or something. <laughs> well, he's, he's, yeah, Serbia. He's yeah. in Pakistan. Um, <laughs> I just did a, I was on the cover of Camel Beat. I did a spread in a cave. <laughs> I did a spread in a cave. <laughs> I was just on That's the cover own. of Camel Beat. <laughs> Then he goes, stay with me, people. Work with me, okay? I scratch your back, you shave my <laughs> Yeah, that's a classic. I'm hairy. This is the other one. I'm hairy. I'm a hairy person. Growing up, most kids had flinched chewables. I had, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Most kids had uh, Flintstone vitamins. I had road game chewables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. <laughs> I, I got my favorite last is is uh is one of my What do you got? Well then uh, uh well we're into the five now. Okay. Top five. Do you, have, do you have one or no? Well, I have. So, so what I what I did was, I kind of I kind of listed out my favorite Brodyisms. Okay, so from from least. Okay, so let me do. I'll, so you do that. Let's do some Brodyisms, then we'll go back to the. All right, I'm gonna do. Jokes. I'm gonna do the least popular. I'm gonna because I kind of already ranked it. I'm gonna do the least popular. So ten to one. So I'll do the. I'll do like the the lower the lower five right now that that I have in my ranking. Uh, number 10 would be apple cider vinegar, you know, it, it, whether, whether it was, <laughs> he would just say it helps your digestion. Good for your metabolism. I'm healthy. Apple cider vinegar. He would often give apple cider vinegar as just common advice. Even if you're not asking about apple cider vinegar, if you're like, Hey buddy, like, yeah, I'm not sleeping too well or whatever. He'd say apple cider vinegar helps you out, helps you sleep. Number nine for me, Brodyisms. I was in the hangover. <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> always always tell people he was in the movie The Hangover. Yeah, The Hangover. I was in The Hangover 1 and Hangover 2. And then, I'm mad. <laughs> hangover 3, there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> Another Brodyism that I that I loved, he would either say it was interchangeable. He would either say nice or good, but he would say, "I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy." You know, he would he would <laughs> he, he he would often yell that to you. I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. You know, um, and then obviously, I, obvi I take my well. He goes, "I take my mom out for dinner." Well, I'm making money. I take my mom out for dinner. <laughs> I, she pays half. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, other Brodyisms that I have in the lower side uh, are uh, 
you know, obviously positive energy, but he would always, he would always say, he would, he would say push and believe or positive push, which by the way, he's would say so much that whether he realized it or not, he really helped people maintain some sort of positivity in this business. You know what I mean? Like he would, he would say, I think honestly, I think he, that's what he's been told by his therapist. I think, that's the what he says to himself, right? And that becomes like when he when he rattles off all of the medication on stage. Yeah, yeah. I think all of that is part of what was going on in his life and what he he was being told. Exactly. And he would tell the audience what he heard. <laughs> what other jokes you got? Let me see. let's let's get into your lower five. I just took new headshots. <laughs> These are my upper five. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. These are yeah. my five, you're, you're four, high. three, two, one. Yep. <laughs> I, I stand out in a pile. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I forget the dimension. 12 by Yeah, he goes, I just I got these. 12 by 17 headshots. Yeah. Full color. I stand out in a pile. Yeah, the headshots, dude. That's great. <laughs> uh, I, here's another one. Um. I broke down on my way over here tonight in my father's arms. <laughs> now, here's the other thing people don't get, okay? <clears throat> he would only throw these jokes out in between talking to people. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. he would sit there, come out, and be like, you know. I get B.O. Okay, in the shower. <laughs> Like in the middle. Yeah, that's another. <laughs> I'm intense. I get bo in the shower. No, but it would be like, it would be like, because he would tell the audience, "You got to stay with me, people, pushing positive." And I'm gonna throw a joke in there because well, this is what he would do. Yeah. He goes, stay with me, people. Negative energy. Negative energy. I get. <laughs> then he go. I. I'm not a member of the Mile High Club, although I did jerk off on a Ferris wheel once. <laughs> L.A. County Fair, Sugar Ray was performing. See, I got jokes. I can tell jokes. <laughs> you got it. Oh, man. I, I'll tell you my all-time favorite, dude. What is it? When he's like, uh, I've been through things. I was touched as a child. By my uncle, they gave him. They gave him six years. Whoa! I'm sorry. Ready? Because yeah. I I've been through things. I was touched. <laughs> I was touched as a child by my uncle. They gave him. They gave him six years. He was only supposed to get three, but I was molested in a construction zone. <laughs> some things right now um we just found out that my grandfather uh has down syndrome yeah. uh we're but we're gonna let him keep his job uh at forever 21 folding clothes we're gonna let him continue folding clothes at forever 21 <laughs> oh god Oh, Brody. <laughs> Dude, so um yeah, the top the top Brodyisms, and you hear these the most, would be uh would push and believe I think would be the top five. In the top five, it would be yes. Just just the word yes, done in his signature style. Uh also, and you just heard it on that Mark Curry video. Oh no, no, that no, no, he didn't say this on the Mark Curry video, but he says uh Another one. You got it. And then uh, th number two and number one for me of Brodyisms would be 818 till I die. And uh, the number one would be, I think he'd be mostly remembered, you know, because this, this makes me smile. It's Brody is enjoy it. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just so great, dude. We forgot when he yells at the audience, what? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, no, he would say... 
You don't get me. How dare you? <laughs> Why aren't you laughing at that? Yeah, how dare you's got to be on this me. list. That hurts you. <laughs> that hurt my father. <laughs> how oh, the other one dare you? I, I've been through things. My sister used to beat me. Used to, she, she hit me with her keys. She hit me with a pan. And you know what hurt the most? The keys. My, my sister was a janitor. <laughs> 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 I I live at home. I, I don't live at home. Why the fuck is my phone still going? I don't live at home. I live with my sister. In a condo that my mother owns. <laughs> I'm in a movie. I do things. I just got booked in a movie. I'm in a stadium scene. <laughs> I'm an extra. Yeah. I just booked a movie. You got it. I'm an, extra. I'm an extra in a stadium scene. You got it. Yes. Push and believe. Oh man, it's uh, it's definitely like we said, man. There's a, uh, there's very few people that you that you lose that would have this sort of impact. Um, man, it's a it's a it's a tough one. I saw Ren Azizi and Steve Simone at uh, All Things Comedy yesterday, and uh, everyone. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about stuff. Chad Zumach says that you look like uh, when he saw you at the at, at your house. He said you look you look like you're in uh, witness protection. I know we've made that joke before, <clears throat> but he he was like, yeah, he's like Brett's mowing his lawn. He's saying hello to the neighbors. <laughs> he's, he's borrowing a shovel. <laughs> hey, so how is the house, dude? I had to purchase I had to purchase a lawnmower and a snowblower. Oh, nice. You got it. You got it. Yes. Yard work. <laughs> uh, dude, so, but uh, have you still been doing work on the house or no? Um, you know what, man? I it, I, I kind of slowed down with the, um, I got to redo the basement right now. I'm going to start doing some demo work because I got like two weeks before I'm in L.A. Oh, nice. By the way, if you guys are in LA, come to the rec room in uh, Huntington Beach. Huntington Saturday, Beach. Saturday, March. I think Petey Boy might be with me, so we're still working on that. Yeah, man. Let me know, dude. When is St. Patrick's Day? Uh, I believe the seventeenth of March. Right, I believe so. I think it's the seventeenth. Isn't that right? St. Like, Patrick's uh, Day weekend. Two shows. The sixteenth. Yes. Rec room. Huntington Beach, you got it. <laughs> Working on the new hour. Come down. Oh man, dude. Uh, man, it's just so, so tough. You know, dude. It, it, it's it, it between between Sarah Silverman, Tony Hedgecliffe. Um, who else? Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on. Jay. Um, just so many people, man. I've been uh, on my feet. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Jeff Ross wrote a beautiful thing about him. Tony Hinchcliffe wrote something really beautiful. You need to check it out. Rick yeah, Ingram. I definitely. Uh, Red I, is easy. Yeah, definitely check out uh, Tony's Tony's uh, Instagram because I think it's on there. It's like uh, four or five things. It's it's really something. And uh, yeah, man, you know, and obviously, so many of our listeners on you on the list are big comedy fans, and. Um, you know, it's definitely worth. Uh, it's definitely worth. You know, looking up Brody and just and, and seeing some stuff. And you know, one thing that was really tough, buddy. And I just did this instinctively before someone else. I think uh, Red Band or someone had posted it, but uh, I went to his last um, his last Periscope, Brody's last Periscope, and uh, it was. Uh, you know, he and and he's literally it, it opens with him just talking about how he's back on this Lexapro and how it makes him feel uh, you know, morose or whatever. And uh and he, he was he's he he wants to feel better. And um and I just think, you know, when when you wanna when you wanna try to understand what um mental health issues or depression looks like or sounds like, you can take a look at that periscope and you could see that Brody did not wanna die. 
Brody was trying to be healthy. He was trying to get better. He wanted to feel better. You know, it just happened to beat him. You know, he, he, he was, he was, he was dedicated. That's why apple cider vinegar, the guy was, he was dedicated to health. When he got off medication or, or, or put on some weight, he would, he would always, he would talk about it. Got to get back. Got, I'm, I'm doing exercises, getting back, getting back. You know, he, he, he wanted to be healthy. Um, so my point being, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you look at that periscope, you really, you really see that, um, this is something that, um, that was, you know, kind of out of his control, you know, eventually it, it, it culminated into that point, but, uh, he was trying, man, he really, really was trying to be better and to feel better. Um, so yeah, we, and we love you, Brody. Well, I would say it must've been, it must, it must've been exhausting for him. Oh, without question. You know? And, and to do what he did is just. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that everybody wishes they would have talked to him. I, I will say again from experience, one, one of the hardest things to do is ask for help. Yeah. And, you know, uh, not that I, I don't regret the joke because it wasn't about all of depression. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I think do, do things for attention. Right. You know what I mean? And that was was basically who, who that joke was geared towards, even though I was on medication and in therapy at the time. Right. But, you know, and, and I've had a couple therapists tell me that too, is that when people have that, they don't really talk about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I remember it was mostly just being around people that were, were virtue signaling and, and proselytizing all the time and just, you know, Cause I don't know, man. I I just always felt bad about making light of it a little. No, you know, and you and know? you you and I spoke about this before, buddy. But uh, I uh, and my two cents on it is that uh, I never felt that you were being uh, in 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 what you were doing on stage um, in that realm. You weren't making. Uh, I don't think you were making light you know, of, of the seriousness of, 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 uh, mental, uh, you know, mental illness or, 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 you know, sort of mental health. Uh, I think there were jokes. I, th I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, the older, the older that you get and the, and the more sort of more time you have to sort of step back and look at things, of course, you're going to say to yourself, Oh, geez, maybe, you know, oh, I shouldn't have said that or, or whatever. But, uh, I just, I, I just think that, uh, your compassion as a person comes, comes through on stage. You know what I mean? I, I I think that's a that's a real thing that people they can see that. You know that's a, that's a real thing. I I don't think there's much for you to be uh, regretful of. Um, it's I, I, again, man. I I'm happy I did it because it was. I just I just wish I articulated it a little better. But it's all good. Yeah. But I will say that again. The the hardest thing for that I find the people that suffer with it the most. It's it's hard to talk about and it's it's uh. It's hard to accept sometimes, and yeah. it's definitely, definitely a hundred percent hard to ask for help. Yeah, and I think, I think now because I've lost so many friends to it. I mean, outside of in the comedy community and outside of the comedy community. I mean, I had a friend of mine, one of my best friends, legitimately called me and talked about that joke, and we discussed it and we laughed about it, and then he proceeded to tell me he was, you know, suffering as well, and then, and then he called and and not to put his business out there, but we had a discussion about something else. And then he, he just killed himself the next day. Yeah. And then it, it was the same thing as like with Brody. I know that there's so many people that I've talked to on the phone that somehow have regrets, but it's just nothing. There's nothing you could do about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do know that his frustration with the industry and, and his career and, and that's the that's the other thing. I mean, when you when you look into it, and it's also you know, and he mentions it on that final Periscope as well. Um, he was doing some bit, and when I saw him last week, he was he was talking. He he had sort of referred to this sort of thing, but he on the Periscope he uh, he talks about he he does comparing. He compares. He's like, you know, you look at these guys, you know, come driving in the comedy store with their new cars, you know. And, uh, you know, and, and I think he, you know, he got in sort of like a hole of comparing. And then when I saw him on Wednesday, he, cause you know, like I said, Brody would always, 
he'll, he'll always like uh, he'll give you your, your your latest credit or how he knows you or things about you. And I saw him on Wednesday, and he goes. Pete Geovine on Dateable Live. And then he goes, he goes, uh, NBC on the lot, Chris D'Elia, Ron Funches, all doing big things. What are we doing? You know, and then he kind of turned it into like, oh, we were, you know, we're, you know, he, he was basically talking about how, you know, he wasn't, you know, moving up, you know, in the, in the business, well, in the business. I mean, you know, again. Again, again, it's there. I mean, there's more to it than that, but you know, but unfortunately, I'm, our business. Yeah, but what I'm ahead. what I'm saying is his. He was flirting with this comparison too much. You know what I mean? Be, you know, the the comedy store. He's always there, yeah. and he's seeing he's seeing. You know, you know, you have basically the titans of podcasting living there at the comedy store. You know, he's seeing, you know, Segura driving out in a dope ass, you know, Beamer and, and, uh, you know, he's seeing these guys pulling up in the big cars and this and that. And, and he, instead of thinking about how much he's loved and how great he is and how he's a fucking regular performer at the comedy store and how he, he's working. Brody, Brody was keeping his head above water. You know what I mean? It's not like he was, you know, he, he wasn't hurting for cash. Essentially. He had money. I mean, it's not like he didn't. Yeah, it's, I mean, he had money and he had success, and you know, it's. But he allowed. He was still young. Yeah, and he allowed himself to to you know to sort of really get into that comparison mode, which in this business is just you can't do. Listen, the last discussion I had with him was a few months back, and uh, bef- it was after I came in in November. I saw him at the store, but we just said a quick hello, and you know, he's he started naming all the people that is from where I'm living now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, he, he gets those serious moments and uh and then I I saw him post something that I I, I reached out to him when uh, I guess he got a negative review on his Amazon or something on one of his specials. Right. Yeah, Whitney was telling me about this. And I I I said to him, you know, I I'm not a big guy on on social media as we all know. Um I don't for some reason it just I don't know. I'd rather just call you personally, you know? Yeah. I I made a quick comment about you're the best that there was. But the thing is this. He, it's such an odd circle that he was in. I mean, again, this is just my opinion. And I say this with love is that you could tell the kid how much he was loved and he wouldn't believe you. You could tell him how awesome he was. And he thought he just didn't believe it. Yeah. And then, but he, he had the frustration of not rising above, but yet I don't know if he felt he deserved it. I, it's just this, it was a weird, and I get it as an artist, you get it. Yeah. I get it. What I'm saying is that, um, you know, you could tell the kid till he's blue in the face. And, yeah. And that's part of the disease, man. Yeah. It really is. It's part of the disease. And there, there's a heightened sensitivity and uh, there's anger that you carry around. And it's just, uh, you know, and, and he, he was way, way. The, the funny thing is the way he showed it was through being positive. Yeah. Although you could see it in, in some of the arguments that he could get into. And, you know, he was always in his head. He would always. It's just a shame because this is not that this is what we're talking about now is. But this this wouldn't have been what we were. If we if Brody didn't. Do, do this and he remember he popped in one time on you're on the list yeah and one time we were we were recording yeah all you would talk about is how fucking funny he's yeah and now now you're trying to to sit there and dissect it going you know why where were the signs i mean he basically told us but you didn't know if he was telling us because like i said you don't know if he was joking or just it was such a part of who he was yeah you know like if he opened up to you and he said, I'm, I'm upset right now. And, but then it would turn into his thought process and you just start laughing with him. Yeah. Dude, unfortunately it's, uh, it, it runs rapid in profession, man. Yeah. And, and I, and I get it. I get it. I get it more than I wish that I didn't get it. You know? It's just uh, the poor guy. Yeah, the poor guy. He he must have been suffering so bad. Yeah, 
feel tar- terrible for his mom and um God, he was so loved. No, oh, he's so loved. So loved. So loved. You know, they're doing um <clears throat> you know, if you're in the LA area, Seriously. they're doing uh they're doing uh Brody shows on I believe March 5th. Um, and then, you know, if you're in the comedian comic community, or if you knew Brody personally, they're doing a, uh, they're closing the comedy store on the 11th. Um, yeah, they're closing the store to get together. So yeah, I'm going to try and change my flight to get out there. Dude, that would be great, man. You know, there's shows, like I said, uh, there's going to be shows, uh, all the proceeds are going to be going to, uh, suicide awareness. I think Brody's mom, um, I think she, from what I heard yesterday at All Things Comedy, uh, she is. Uh, she doesn't want any money towards funeral. They got it covered. She just wants all the money raised to go to suicide awareness or prevention. Um, so, did anybody say how, how she's doing? I uh, <clears throat> I did not uh, get any details on that. Uh, they're they're just uh, from what I understand. Obviously, she's just very upset. Um, but uh, you know she's she's hanging in there. She's taking a, uh, a you know she's she's being really strong. That's that's all I've heard is that she's being really strong. So, um, like you know. I said, though, if you never you never you never get over it. You just get through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um let's 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 be happy for a second. What what um? So did you like doing the gentleman show, Pete? <laughs> but, yeah, I had a great time doing the gentleman show. Did uh did some cool uh little uh lifestyle pieces, which is fun. Uh, yeah, man, the the, the man on the street stuff was uh, was really cool. You, you really see a lot of interesting people in Las Vegas, you know. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of stuff that we would get was was unusable. You know what I mean? Like just because it was, you know, there was a lot of risque stuff that uh, we would encounter. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's a great team of people you guys got working on it, and uh, yeah, I was very very happy to be a part of it, pal. So uh, I, yeah, I really what's appreciate hilarious it. is everywhere we went, everybody knew you. Yeah, oh yeah, it's really funny, dude. <laughs> it's funny we would show up. So the producer of the the the, uh, the gentleman show would set up a segment at a restaurant or, or at a bar or something. And then I would go to the restaurant and the chef would just come out and be like, Pete, what's going on? I'm like, what's going on, man? And uh, yeah, the, the, the first place that we went to, the chef was a, uh, he used to be the sous chef at Carrie Simon's restaurant in the Hard Rock. And uh, and then the next place that we went to that day, the bartender was like a magician at my show. And it was just really fun, man. And, it, you know, honestly, buddy, it, it was really cool. Well, what's, it's, what's- it, I was going to say, it's, it's just been really cool reconnecting with uh, friends of mine in Las Vegas, you know, my, now my friends that used to be, you know, managers of restaurants now own restaurants, uh, guys that used to be, you know, bus boys when I knew them are like GMs of places, you know? So it's really cool to see, you know, the people climbing the ladder out in Vegas. Well, what's, what's funny to me is like when I first pitched you to them, right. They, they were like, no, cause they're not from the comedy world. They don't really know. And I was like, you got to see this guy and they're like ah, we're not a fan we don't like them and then uh i'm like but you have no idea that like this guy's really good they said he looks goofy and and i kept pitching him to you and then uh then i'm like you don't understand he knows everybody you know and they were like yeah and then you know they, they were just more impressed with who you knew than the actual job right and i just thought that i told them i said I told him, I said, wait, wait, do you see this fucking guy's face? It's all over the place. <laughs> you know what we haven't talked about? We didn't talk about New Year's Eve. I haven't been on the podcast since then. Oh, yeah. New Year's Eve, baby. We did, Connecticut, me and Pete, it was the night before, I think, that we were fucking, we were drinking. I, that, the, the, what's the dude's name again? Uh, the James? Is it James? Jim. That ran the uh, German Jim, restaurant? Jim, uh, Jim Tremblay. He was, uh, he, he ran, he, yeah. uh, well, he still does run it. Uh, the, uh, the, what's it called? The, uh, uh, oh, Jesus, the something house. God damn it. Uh, but yeah, Anyways. yeah, the German place next door to the, uh, the um, uh, stress factory in Connecticut. So this guy breaks out a fucking bottle of his own stash of bourbon. Oh, yeah. Right? We start sipping on it. Next thing you know, we're hammered. <laughs> and to, how good, good was the feast I cooked for everybody? Oh, it was amazing. Oh, the place we were at was called Harlan House. That's what it was. Harlan, Harlan House. Yeah. And we were hanging. Jim was. Yeah, yeah. Jim's the GM. So yeah. I'm like, we're starving. 
and he said, there's food in the back and, and you guys, we ate like, you got, yeah, you like guys, gentlemen. you guys fired up the, uh, you guys <laughs> fired up the fucking kitchen and you guys came out with like, it was unbelievable sausages. Uh, what do they call those? Like pierogies. Uh, I made I made I made the sausage. I made hamburgers. Yeah, cheeseburgers. It was unbelievable. And I made pierogies. Yeah, it was it was, <laughs> it was it was a it was pretty legendary. Yeah, that night was unbelievable. That was a uh, that was a lot of fun, man. That was great. I, I got video of that somewhere. Oh, dude, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. That was a that was a good time. That was a, we we rang in the new year pretty uh, rambunctiously, but uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Jim and. Uh, and everyone over at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport and Jersey. But, uh, yeah, man, that was great. That was great. Dude, we had some good shows, man. It was a lot of fun. Oh, dude, amazing. Amazing shows. It was a, it was, uh, it was a, it was a really good run, man. Where have you been lately, Brett? Have you, uh, have you been doing some road dates lately? No, I've been focused on uh, the Vegas stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, because that was like what? That was like t- uh, like ten weeks in a row, eleven weeks, something like that. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of writing and and, and booking stuff, and just you know, because <clears throat> I'm one of the uh, you know, we all we all did, we all had a role to play, so yeah. I had to focus on that for a while. But and, uh, like I said, man, we're and uh, what's ahead. his name, uh, Alex Monaco. <clears throat> <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's, it's like a good, uh, what is it called? Like contrast of personalities, you know, you're you. And he's just like that cheesy, like Javon curse. What do we got coming? What are the picks this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Javon, Javon's a good friend. So he, he said, you know, he came down to do it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, we, we finally got, we were getting some comics trying to book comics it was so hard because everybody was touring yeah so we got some great comedians though we got uh dean edwards did it paul verzi was phenomenal we paul was so good we brought him back another week that's great i even had the kid, the kid matt rife on there too man oh yeah you know, i saw I, that i realized I, I realized though that as a comic to to be a comic and to find diehard sports fans or guys that know what they're talking about and guys who gamble yeah. It's such a small uh comedy pool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh <clears throat> you know, it's very hard. It's not there's no shortage of comedian degenerates. Yeah. But there is <laughs> but <laughs> there is a shortage of comics that can that can gamble and, and no sports. Oh yeah. Oh we yeah. We gotta hopefully when we start back up before March Madness, it's it's we're we're gonna have a a, 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 a bigger home for it. So Oh dude, that's great, man. That's great. And we're not neglecting you're on the list. You hear me, people? Pete was trying to hold it down while daddy was out working. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, we you know, keeping it alive. Shout out to Mike Cassantini and Network Studios for having us. Uh, and, Dude, uh, yeah, I forgot to say that. We're back with Mike. It's, we got the band back together. We got the band back together, baby. Um, yo, dude. So, uh, By the way, Mike, your studio's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, dude. That's the real deal. He's giving you the thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> shit, we had sound effects? Oh yeah, buddy. We got we got Brett Ernst in the studio. Oh, there we go. Uh but yeah, dude, you know, um it's been great, man. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just happy to see that you're still doing great stuff and and uh you know, you got some new ventures going on. Uh, I got a question. So, I noticed at the end of your you have this great closing tagline. Yes, thank you, Sam Tripoli, and it's a pleasure to be back here at All Things Comedy Punch Drunk Podcast, talking sports with Jason, Sam, Ari, and guests calling in. You got it. Now, uh, I wish you would just he could just do, do that for the whole podcast. Now, is there a screen? Do I look into a camera? Or do I, uh, no, just look into there and talk yeah, to us. Pretty much both. We're into there. It's live right yeah, now. Over yeah. the, We're live, live on YouTube. We're live. What are some Hoping. of those sayings? You got it. Oh, what else? Um, something called <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. Uh, what else? Positive push. Hold on. Did you drop like the that. it? Enjoy it? It's just enjoy? No, it's got both. Oh, I added enjoy it because enjoy yeah. came from Tempe, Arizona, the, the lady who worked at McDonald's, Wendy's, and Arby's. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> and I added 
enjoy it, enjoy that, enjoy us. It became like a baseball. When you play in a baseball team, you always have same. inside jokes. Exactly. And shit. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. what the camaraderie. She was so into her job at McDonald's. I would go there. I was homesick on Sundays in 1988, and I'd read the L.A. Times. Yeah. I'd go to the Tempe, Arizona McDonald's, and I'd get the, the Big Mac combo, number one, which I still do. That's still your go-to. And she was typing it in, and then it came up, and she slid over the, the table. And she had a little bit of a hand issue, but what what do you, that mean? you know what I'm saying. There's club <laughs> no hands. No, like she had hands. She had hands. They were all were melted they, together? Were they like lobster hands? No. What about webbed hands? No, but like a little. Like one missing finger that. No, the, the, possible. Like attacked by a dog? Possible, like a, I want to say a stroke thing something oh. was not right <laughs> yeah, there you go there you go sam got it like yeah. what would we say that <laughs> i can listen to this all day i'm gonna take it down uh well buddy listen uh because mike i think we gotta we gotta uh round uh wrap it up buddy or what cast and teens yeah we gotta wrap it up um well okay well let's just say if you're in southern california again i'm coming to the i'll be at i'm making my rounds i'll, I'll probably be at the store the improv and the laugh factory yeah. On the 13th, 14th, and 15th, and then the 16th, I'll be down doing two shows at the rec room in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. Seven and nine o'clock. You got, you got it. it. Um, and guys, uh, you know, there's a lot of good, uh, there's a lot of great um, uh, Brody clips. And, uh, you know, I was just playing the best of Brody Stevens on Punch Drunk. I pr- I'm pretty sure it's a newer, yeah, that's a new clip. Um, a lot of people are compiling some good stuff, so uh, make sure you check out uh, Stephen Brody Stevens on uh, on YouTube. Um, I wanted to get to some uh, Pete's tweets, but I don't think we have the time for it. But I want to shout out uh, JR's Ocean Bar and Grill, Revolution Graphics, and of course Dan Bear Pig Sauce. Dot. Yeah, what up to the to the crew and to yeah, all the yeah. guys on Twitter, the, the Yodel fam. All the tweets. I, I love the fact that that, that 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 you guys are still still hanging with us, man. Yeah, dude. I, the best half of the show hasn't been involved for a cup for like ten weeks. So <laughs> now that I'm back, it'll be a real show again. Oh, it's what we've been missing, buddy. It's what we've been missing. Uh, yeah, I just want to say Jim Tremblay uh, from uh, Harlan House. He said uh, we we did like a wrestling. I had a buddy chat in uh, uh, d- talking wrestling, and he says as a longtime wrestling fan, uh, I agree with uh, most of what Chad said. Except Macho Man should be higher, and no mention of Bobby the Brain Heenan anywhere. Criminal Brack Brack Hildreth. He says uh, I still listen, buddy. By the way, how is Kurt Angle eight and Undertaker is not on the list? Um, Can so, I just say something? Yeah. Pete, we did this list with Steve Simone. We did a Steve Simone list, and then I just did uh, the top 10 wrestlers according to my friend Chad. It was just like a – he's just like a psycho person, and he was in the neighborhood. I was able to get him in and, and uh, just to – Zubek? No, 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 no. My buddy Chad Wiener. I think you know Chad. He used to work at Beecher's Madhouse. He was like New York Chad. He would have like a, a, a New York accent. He, like, he used to work for Beecher. I think he, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a fucking character. Yeah. He's a fucking character. Um, so, yeah, we had him well, who on. Who was his number one? Uh, Ric Flair. No, Roddy Piper's number one. I know. That's what, you know. I, Don't he, ever disrespect uh, <laughs> our best friend and friend of the show. Oh, uh, I know. I know. I'm I, embarrassed dude, I, for you. I shouted out. I, I said, I said, uh, I said uh, Roddy Piper. I thought he was going to go Roddy Piper number one, but he went with Flair. Um, I also, and by the way, guys, uh, really quick. Uh, make sure you help share my principles. All you know, I'm up to almost 350,000 views now. Oh, that's wonderful, buddy. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, dude. So uh, we just want to shout everyone on the uh, you're on uh, on the list uh, fan pages and all that stuff for the Twitter and all that stuff. Shout uh, out to Cassantini, baby. Shout out to Cassantini. Hey guys, I'm gonna just do the top ten Stephen Brody Stephen Brodyisms at number ten. Apple cider vinegar at number nine. I was in the hangover at number eight. I'm a nice guy or I'm a good guy at at number seven. Positive energy at number six. How dare you at number five. (laughs) Push and believe at number four. Yes. At number three. You got it. At number two. Eight one eight till I die. And number one. Stephen Brody. Stephen Brodyism. Enjoy it. We love you, Brody Stevens, and uh, you're going to be missed. I got. Uh, we love you, man. Yeah, man. We got. Uh, I'm. I'm so happy we did this, Brett. And uh, you know, we wanted to send a lot of love to uh, to Steve and Brody Stevens, and uh, we celebrate you. It's going to be a, a, a long to time. The, it's going to be a long time of people doing Brody impressions. And to the whole. And to the whole comedy community, man. Yeah, to the whole. It, it makes me. I'm so happy. I'm. Uh, uh, 
it makes me feel I can't explain to know that I, that I have all, you know you forget that you have all this these friends and family sometimes yeah know? yeah it's unbelievable In the man. well he definitely you know Brody's a unifier we love you, Brett. And, buddy, I love you. And you know what? Take take some extra time to tell the people in your life that you love them and that you support them and that you're with them. Uh, and, buddy, it's great to see you. I love you. And thanks for being on the podcast today. And, uh, once again, we send a lot of love to uh, Stephen Brody Stevens. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, just uh, call your mom. Call, thanks for call. being on the podcast. I'm going to on every other podcast. You're acting <laughs> like I'm a guest. Well, it's been a long time. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been a while. All right, well, just call your mom. Yeah, all right. I'll talk to you soon. And uh, yeah, man, we love you, dude. I'll see you soon, dude. All right, love you, buddy. Later.